Welcome to Anchored. We are the Vermeers. I'm Emily. And I'm Jonathan. And here we discuss our daily trials and tribulations, what works and what doesn't work in our relationship. Mother. And father. Of two littles, full-time working parents with a side gig. Jesus followers while helping others be the best version of themselves and in their relationships. Now, by no means are we any type of specialist. We're just here to tell our story and hope it impacts many of you in a positive light. We want to bring laughter, tears, and honesty about our lives, showing you the true reality of what life is and can be. Well, hey, welcome to another episode of Anchored. Um, today we actually have a very, a new, it's our first guest interview that we've done, which we're very excited about. So, but first of all, before we get into the introductions on there, as we always start every episode, we do a cheers, but instead of a two-person cheer, we're going to do a four-person cheers. Cheers. So thank you guys for joining (laughs) us there. I'm going to take a drink. It's unlucky to not drink. It's unlucky to not drink after cheers. Yep. Take a drink. Take a sip. So, yes, absolutely. Well, we just want to be able to, uh, again, introduce, we have two very special guests, more special to me, I would say. Well, I don't know if I'll no, say it to me. just as special to me. <laughs> just, I've known them longer. It's true. So, I actually, we have the honor of being our first guest, and it's actually my oldest sister and brother-in-law, Nicole and Brad Scheifus. The oldest and the best. The oldest and the best. <laughs> so, and you guys have been married for 18 years now. 18 years. Have two kids as well, so there's a lot of... Um, similarities to where we're coming from that we you guys and have a close together close in age or what eight eighteen fifteen fifteen, 15 apart, months apart and, and so we're going to talk a little bit today and uh, kind of more interview you guys and really talk about more of the experiences of what it was like to raise two kids in more of a sport athletic minded atmosphere if you want to call it that way um and just kind of go about and trying to get that idea of how it's going to affect us growing up because this is of course our kids are very young but we are on the brink and within the next few years of starting down that path and I think our children will probably be involved in some sport or another at some point I hope so (laughs) so but anyway we just want to say welcome guys and well thanks so much we are honored to be here um as a proud older sister I've been thrilled to listen to your podcast I really am proud of you guys. I think it's great. I love to listen to it. And oftentimes when I have been in my car listening to y'all, I'm talking Southern now that I've been with Emily, um, I felt like I wanted to talk back. So now I get that opportunity and I'm so excited to be here. We've had a great, uh, great few days down in Alabama at the lake, which is something that you guys talked about on a podcast a few weeks ago yep. about spending time down here with family so cheers again yeah. here we are and we'd love to be here so and we are, and we we, are recording this right now at this very boat. moment on the boat at the dock, the dock. Is what we call the dock so we, we think of it as our private little oasis here <laughs> but really um we're trespassing let's be real every year we uh we come here and and uh, we think about buying this little lot but we'd have to sell every earthly possession <laughs> that we have to own Allegedly. It. But Allegedly. We, we do a good job of pretending that yeah. it's ours. So, well, perfect. Well, first of all, how about just kind of give us a little bit of your background with the kids, kind of okay. ages of your kids, sports okay. that they played, and just kind of talk a little bit about kind of how you got to this point and well, where they're at right now. We'll do. When you asked us to be your first guest, which I'm proud to, to own that, um, I was a little nervous, and then you gave us the topic. I'm like, well, duh, we're experts on 
parenting exactly. athletic children or parenting in sports because um well the Vermeer family is a very competitive family and we've grown up with sports we always had sports on tv um john was a i think a four athlete Four sport, sport athlete. athlete. I remember. Um, we've been heavily involved in sports. We cheer for sports. We love sports. It's all about sports. So we weren't surprised, but we're glad that our kids were shared those same interests. Um, we've got Lily and Cooper. Lily is 17 years old. She'll, she's about to be a senior at Waukee High School. And Cooper is 16 and will be entering his sophomore year at Waukee. Lily grew up. Um, playing softball and also played volleyball, played a little basketball in there as well. Um, also loves a good Monopoly game. So <laughs> we got to call that sports too. Absolutely. Um, Cooper grew up playing also a little bit of basketball, some baseball. He's very passionate about football and also is a fantastic uh, track runner as well. So soccer. they are, and oh yeah, he played a little soccer too. So they are um, playing high school sports right now. Uh, Cooper has played a little club football, um, and then Lily has spent a lot of time playing club softball as well. So we've been heavily, heavily, heavily involved in sports since the kids were as little as five and six years old getting started in rec programs. And then moving into more competitive sports, particularly with Lily's softball, uh, when she was seven or eight, we started, you know, not traveling extensively, but we were traveling to... Um, nearby cities, Kansas City, we're from Des Moines, and we would travel to the Quad Cities, to Omaha, and to Kansas City when the kids were probably seven, eight years old is when it started getting competitive. Which I was going to kind of bring that up too, because as you know, as a lot of people know, our kids are now three and two, and they'll be turning four and three this year, um, in the next six months or so, but, uh, and we're within probably the next two to three years of them starting to get now into the early stage of the athletic aspect of it of matter of when did it really start for you guys where they started getting kind of the more primary focus on just sports and really, you know, of course mm-hmm. they're still going to school doing that kind of thing. But when, when was it really when you guys noticed and said, this is going to be an opportunity for you guys to think, okay, they really enjoy what they're doing and they really enjoy participating in it. What, at what age did that really start to come kind of almost full circle and said, okay, let's start focusing on that part. I would say when Lily was seven, she played, she, Lily, what they call playing up, meaning most of her friends who are a year older than her for some reason, or maybe she got on a team early on where a lot of the girls were just a year older than she was. So when she was seven, she played on an 8U team, uh, uh, eight years old and under. Even when she, was, when she was eight, she was playing on a 10U team. I mean, she did always play on an older age group team. For now, when you were saying playing, was this in softball? This was in softball. Multiple sports? No, just just softball um, is where she played up on a competitive club team, Um, which we felt, and I mean, if we're diving into advice here, um, and I have talked to other parents about the opportunity to play up, I think Lily benefited greatly from being able to have the opportunity to play with kids older you know, some people like to have their kid be the best one on the team, you know, yeah. play with the seven-year-olds and be the best seven-year-old out right. there, or the best 12-year-old out there. We felt like Lily had a better shot at getting better if she was playing with girls who were better than her. She was playing against tougher competition, older competition, bigger, stronger girls. Yeah. So she had to push herself a little bit more, which I think made her a better athlete. And honestly, yeah. I think if given the opportunity to play up, do it. Which that is something that you mentioned that because thinking back when I was about that age, now I was one that happened to grow 
pretty quickly as a young, as a younger and I was bigger, taller and stronger than most of my peers at that age. But I did the same thing was playing more against older competition, going to camps and going against older kids, which Mm -hmm. did help me excel at a much faster rate. You're learning from them. You're competing against them. You want to be them. Our kids were smaller with kind of, with that kind of going that direction and trying to make them, you know, accelerate a little bit quicker how did that affect them into getting more serious into more competitive aspect versus just doing rec league and how did that lead into going hey we're going to start just kind of this casual rec league softball program with Lilich specifically to all of a sudden let's get into travel ball and let's start traveling how did that lead into it and what was kind of the process and the pathway that way well lily the first probably the first organized softball activity she did other than in the yard and we did a lot of that, just playing around, having fun, games in the yard. It was something called glass ball. Glass ball. It was fun. It was the, the kids that were just just, just understanding, kind of the fundamentals. putting a glove on, really, for the first time and catching a ball. But first base would honk when you when you stepped on it as you ran past it. And the kids Hit off the that. tee, run to first, and jump hard <laughs> on that awesome. on that bag to make it blast. Yeah, and That's they where it had really fun with that. Started with other with other kids, and, and every great. last batter they go through the lineup. Every last batter hit a home run, yeah, so they get a chance oh, to awesome. run all the way around the base path, which the kids had so much fun with. That's awesome. Um, with with both our kids, in terms of um, rec sports compared to more competitive club sports, in our family it did not last long. We abandoned rec ball pretty soon. Not not. Uh, to criticize really because this was 10 years ago our rec program in our town wasn't great it wasn't probably not great anywhere it's um, probably true yeah i mean the money's in rec I mean, and it's or in club and it's more organized and um we just kind of moved right into club ball instead of rec ball because of because it was organized because yeah. it was greater opportunity it was we had more games yeah. we had you know, I mean, it just, it, it just seemed like a natural fit to move right into club and, and leaving behind rec. So Lily played maybe one or two seasons. Sometimes maybe the second season was in conjunction with club ball. Um, and keep in mind when I taught club ball, Lily had different, uh, levels of club ball. Even she was with, um, our local, um, city club league, um, the Waukee athletic club. And then, um, moved to a more competitive, one of the, you know, better club programs in the state when she was 11 or 12 years old, I believe, was when we moved with, into Premier. Um, another little piece of advice for all you parents starting out, I think, we maybe dove into the second tier competitive, the second tier club Upper level, tier. a year or two sooner than we needed to. Mm-hmm. Um we felt a lot of, and it wasn't necessarily pressure, like peer pressure, like, oh, you guys got to do it. But everybody else was doing it. Why don't we? Why Lily was good. We saw a bright future for her to play at another level. That was certainly a goal of hers. Um, she excelled on the team. These were our best friends. You know, these were right. her best friends she was playing with. These were our best friends who are still some of our best friends that we have um, made through the softball program. Um, and through Lily's, you know, quote unquote, sports career thus now, far. Well, sorry, you know, one reason there 
these parents are have, have been our best friends is because we really didn't have time to spend a lot of time yeah. with other right. people. It's not that we lost all those people, but every weekend, you know, we're we're on a Friday night and a Saturday night, and we're all having dinner together. And we're traveling together. We're literally vacationing together. Right. We didn't have time to take vacations, so our club tournaments were our vacation. family yeah. vacations. You know, we're great. all toting along siblings, so all the siblings would play together. Yeah. We'd always have a hotel with a great pool, you know, and that was a big thing for them, too. So it wasn't just sports. It wasn't just softball. It was fun, and it was family, and it was time spent together traveling together. Now, you said about one to two years too soon that you yes. went into it. Why would you say it was one to two years too soon? Why would you have waited? And why we, would you go back to change that? We could have um, waited a couple of years. I think, you know, you feel this this uh, tendency to progress upward, right? You want yeah. that upward momentum. Lily could have stayed and played with the less competitive, um, the, the club that traveled locally instead of nationally because we were we were traveling to other states. We were taking planes to right. we could have play saved softball. A lot of money. We could have saved a lot of money, a lot of pressure. Um, now, Lily was given the opportunity to play for Division One scouts, Division One coaches at these tournaments when she was 12 years old. We had... We had ASU watching our games. We had Michigan watching our games. We had Auburn watching our games, which was very cool. But she didn't probably need that at 12 years old. If Lily was going to go on the trajectory of playing as a college athlete, even a Division One athlete, which was a goal of hers, sidelined by a by a back injury, um, she, it would have been fine if we waited till she was 14, sure. right, yeah. to do that. Right. So she is now playing high school ball and um, with some club ball mixed in, but we could have waited. I think I I'd say wait t- wait till they're going into their freshman year. I Would mean you... I don't know what what the year what the magic number is, but but eleven twelve years old we didn't need to be traveling to California when she was twelve years old. Would you say that was more of because it was a financial burden on you guys, or was it more of a pressure on her, or more of a pressure on you guys? But I would say that part is uh, it was something that, uh, I mean, her friends, I mean, she was in a position where it all, other kids were doing it. We wanted to do it too. Um, I mean, it certainly was a good thing, I think, that uh, as well. I mean, it, it helped her develop. She, she became the, a better player. I, I do think that. But she could have... We could have just had a, you know, she had batting lessons throughout this all, too. We could have just done batting lessons and fielding lessons and worked with her more individually and stayed on a less competitive team. We could have found a team probably in central Iowa that was, you know, a notch below where we were, too, and traveled. But it was it was such a good experience. Though, it was too. a great experience. I, mean, I don't know that we would do it differently, except maybe waiting a year, but the the tolls that it took on our family were big and looking back and again the the memories the friends yeah. lily's athletic ability i wouldn't change the, what we did i wouldn't change the roadmap that we took so much because of those things but it did take a toll financially on our family it's expensive to play club ball i think if we would have taken that money put it in the bank we'd pay for college <laughs> forget the right. athletic scholarship we're working towards and we joked about that all the time too there were times when our hotel bill was more than our monthly mortgage payment. Yeah. I mean, we were spending bank on travel ball. Um, it took a toll. There was 
there was two summer there were two summers where Brad's job did not afford him the opportunity to travel with Lily. So it was all put For on a me. Week, a week long tournament. Yes, we were going week long tournaments. We were doing, you know, oftentimes Thursday to Monday, we were traveling California, Oklahoma, Colorado. Um, we were traveling all over and those were obviously not just a Saturday, Sunday tournament when you're right. going all the way to California mm-hmm. to play. Correct. Um, so I was taking Lily on those road trips. We had a blast. Lily and I bonded. I would never give up that opportunity, but it took a toll on me emotionally, my mental health, everything. I was working a full-time job. I was a parent to not just Lily. I was a parent to Cooper, too, and he really got left behind. Like I feel regret about missed opportunities, missed time spent with Cooper at the time. Um, my relationship with Brad, I, I feel like, became more distant. Obviously, the financial toll, too. So there were there were things that... I mean, that was a big toll on our family. Lily, Lily was born in January, so she, a lot of her schoolmates were, uh, some of them were a year older in school. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Because the age cutoff for softball was January 1st. Okay. So she was so Lily, younger than, than most of her Right. Her, her, the her girls she was sitting next in class, yes. they were in a different age mm-hmm. sometimes, so she, what we called, played up. But uh, just to just to make a point, I remember the day I talked with a parent whose daughter is a year or two older, and uh, and I told him we were considering we had an offer from this club uh, to come play for them, which is was a, a club that always did well. You know, when the kids walked in from the parking lot, it seemed like you know they they held their heads high, and and other. You know, teams. I don't know that they particularly. They were, were real a crazy nationally them, ranked club. It was a great club. And when I visited with this guy about, hey, we're we're thinking about, we got an offer to come play with them, and the really the first place he went was financially, and then the time, and and everything, and and I don't know that Nicole was on board a hundred percent. I kind of made the the decision to do it. I just thought, why not? You know, it's it was like an honor. You know at that time, but I remember Nicole saying, you know, and I don't know if, how serious she's like, this is, this could be the, the demise of, of, of the our family. family and everything, the things that we've heard about this. Um, and, uh, and then we continued to, to, to kind of talk about that, you know, two, three, four, five years down the road. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should back up a little bit here and just fill in the audience on the fact that it would have continued indefinitely. But God stepped in. I really, I really honestly feel uh, like God stepped in and said, whoa, guys, you're, you're feeling this pressure, but you're not listening to me. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to say God injured Lily, but she did get a significant back injury, which resulted in surgery and about two years that took away from her. It took about two years out of her ability to really play and compete in softball. Um, Ultimately you know, kind of derailing right, the, the dream and the goal that we had of her playing at a higher level. It was right at the beginning of, of competitive high school. Yeah. Yes. Just when she was getting Her freshman in. year is when she had surgery. This the right Is that right, Brad? The summer after her freshman year, I believe. I believe so. Yeah, it was two years ago. Which, and I know where you guys are located out for sports, and just remind, make sure I'm correct on this, and this is going to be different, I think, a lot of places, but you essentially had to make the decision on club ball, travel ball, or... Yes. 
school ball. That's not the case with all clubs. Not all clubs. But the clubs do basically dictate that. I don't think... No, the high school often dictates it, and that's in our case. Yes. Now, we're in an interesting... um, You have a national audience here, so we'll fill you in on that, too. We're in Iowa, the only state in the country that plays summertime high school softball. Right. Only state in the country. First practice doesn't begin until the first week of May. And it's different in most other in in all other states, and so we are com- we are going right. Our high school team is going right up against club ball, and our high school coach does not allow the girls to play on her team, the Waukee High School team, and a club team. Now you can play spring club, and you can play fall club or late summer club. Like our season just ended; it always ends in the the last week of July. Um, but Lily could not play both, which means I mean the difference between high school sports and club sports in terms of really looking at that next opportunity if you want to play in college is you are traveling in club teams you are traveling to national tournaments where i mean think about it if you're a college recruiter. if you're a college recruiter you're going to these tournaments watching the best of the best 100 teams in right location. in one location yeah. one weekend you get to watch every girl that you're scouting instead of going to some high school uh, game you where go you're to, watching one player. You're you watching, watch 10 different yeah, you're locations. watching yeah. ten players in one t- in one Literally. game. You're watching one players at a high school mm-hmm. game in the middle of central Iowa. Right. So that's the difference is being seen by these scouts, being seen by these colleges. But again, you know the difference between high school and club. You can go to camps to get seen. You communicate. The players communicate with these recruiters, saying, "Hey, I've got an interest in playing for you. Come see me. You can send videos. You can do all this. It doesn't have to be club sports. Right. We have a one of the best players on our high school team. I don't know that she she's played a lot of club sports, um, a lot of club softball. She she's a multi sport athlete, um, very very good athlete. She she can go D one in basketball or uh, softball, softball, in my opinion." And she doesn't play for Premier. She doesn't play for that, that top-level club uh, club softball team. Yeah, she plays for the Waukee Athletic Club, the WAC. Yeah. Um, she did. Mm-hmm. She did, yeah. Um, anyway, our route isn't the only route, you right. know? And it just happens to be the one that, that we took and Lily's teammates and our friends have taken. And uh, aside from Lily's back injury, which I, I do think we would have been on the same – path as our as as her peers and her uh teammates her teammates have all signed d1 have all had d1 not, offers not all d1 well if you look, look at now yeah d1 and d2 her her uh, club team yeah. has a kentucky it has a northern illinois it has a northwestern it has a drake university and iowa state mm-hmm. university i mean these are all great opportunities for these girls to go play in college and that's the re- they took the same path we did, and it resulted in a so Division One scholarship, we're, we're which is like great. a year behind in that. And 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 I'm not sure Lily has a, such a strong desire right now uh, to play to play softball in college. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has other things, and she has some goals I think that are are wonderful. And if she doesn't play, uh, continue to play softball in college, you know she'll. She'll break my heart, but she, <laughs> she no, she no, uh, she she realized with her back injury that softball wasn't the most important thing. We all we all realized sure. that, which was an important wake up call for all of us. And we have spent a lot of time talking about Lily and her softball career because again, it has dominated our family. But don't forget about Coopman. I mean, he is a stud. He is a football player. 
we waited. Here's another piece of advice for you guys. You've got a son, John. You're you're a football player. Yep. You had two knee surgeries two resulting knee surgeries from, from that football career, right? Yep. How many right. how many concussions did you have? Um, I bet realistically, I probably had three or four concussions. All right, Coop had a concussion when he was five. Yep. Severe. He was in the hospital for three days. He was unconscious for a brief time. Um, it was major. Every doctor we talked to said no way, Jose, to him playing football. Cooper was not having it because his uncle John was a stud football player. <laughs> we were Packer fans. We were Iowa Hawkeye football plan- fans. Football is life in our house. Yes, it is. <laughs> and Coop needed to play football. His mother would only let him play flag football, and he was not having it. So Lily and I were at a softball tournament in Colorado. We come home and. Dad and Cooper signed up for tackle football. <laughs> what the heck? We've had years of discussion about this, Brad. You wanna you wanna give some insight? I've not heard exactly how this how this all unfolded, except that I got home and just suddenly Cooper's a tackle football player after having two concussions at this point. He was a pretty good flag football player, and some of the coaches, and we've become friends with them, and and uh, he really did well, and he he loved it, and he had. He had aged out of flag football. I mean, he wasn't going to play any more football. And one of our close friends, whose son is, uh, I think, just won a state championship in football uh, in Iowa, uh, said, dude, you know, Coop needs to continue on. So we, Coop, of course, Coop wanted to play real bad, no matter what. And yeah, Nick and Lily were out of town, so we went ahead and signed up. I mean, it's, um, but we're glad we did now. Yes. And now he's part of a uh, team that is going to be, I think, in the future here in the next couple of years that's going to have a real legitimate shot, I think, they at winning do. state. They were told um, their freshman, again, he's going to be a sophomore in, in high school this, this fall. Um, sophomore? Sophomore, yeah. He, their team was told last year that uh, they're going to be the, the first state championship team. Now, interestingly, his school is splitting off into two high schools his junior year so he will be part of a a whole new high school football program but they do have a lot of talent on that team and Cooper plays wide receiver and cornerback and And he's uh, a player he's a player yeah he's got good hands is what that's what I always heard oh he's got such good hands you've got to let him play (laughs) you know all these dads and playing backyard football with Cooper oh my gosh look at that kid Nick you've got to let him play you've got to let him play you know what I love about it right now is that the kids there's about about four five or six kids that are just tight together they're together at the drop of a hat somebody will make a phone call and and they're all over it all over it. Yeah, uh, they're all over at, the high school at, stadium. At Jackson jump in the playing. fence. <laughs> jump in the fence to get on the high school oh, field yeah. to play. They've hooked up with some college players over the summer. We really worked hard to get uh, a current a Green Bay current Packer NFL player to come who happened <laughs> to be local. in town for the week. He's local local kid, but he did not come through for us. Anyway, he's had a good opportunity to play with some cool kids this summer working out. Um working on routes he's he's at the reason he's not here on vacation with us is because he is right now probably as we speak 10 30 at football camp mm-hmm. so he's loving that so he was bummed not to be here with us for vacation but he's doing what he loves so in terms of the trajectory that we were talking about with lily and softball starting maybe a year or two too early mm-hmm. being a little bit too intense Cooper's concussion um, forced us to wait to put him into competitive uh, tackle football he was two, maybe three years behind his teammates and his best friends on tackle football. Like Brad said, he was just playing flag football. He's, he hasn't missed a beat. 
and he's got potential to do I mean, he's something. Yeah, you never he's, know what's going to happen. Stud, you know, so, I mean, I mean we don't know. He's He needs to... You, you keep telling him he needs eat, to eat, 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 eat yeah. right? Keep eating, but keep eating. He needs to get bigger. But he's still got a few but years. But in terms of too. in terms of waiting, we did we did with him, and hey, it's worked out great, worked and we've had fun. so much fun. And, and I think it may have even worked. Lily, I don't I don't know if Lily's kind of had a little burnout feel to softball a little yeah. bit just because of this. I don't see that with with Cooper at all. And football and softball are are, are very, yeah, football's very not, different. Football's not something that he can play all year round, all year round although he was going to play on a seven-on-seven team over the summer. That mm-hmm. got sidelined because of uh, COVID-19. But, um, yeah, he plays football during the football season. You know, he lifts all year round, yeah. yep. things like that. And he'll go, like I said, over the summer, he was sneaking onto the football field yep. to go run routes. But um, not something that he works his body hard every mm-hmm. every day and every weekend like Lily did. But... We waited. Um, he, I, I like to think of it as kind of he augments football with track, yep. right? To work on his speed. Yeah. Yep. And sure. He doesn't love track the way he loves, loves football. football. For you know, uh, John, you can probably relate Sounds to that, familiar right? On that one, yeah. But um, he, yeah, he's a multi-sport athlete. Um, loves it, and our world is not focused on football. Right. Not yet. Not yeah. yet, but Not boy, yet. do we love but it. We sure do love it. And if COVID takes it away this fall, I don't know. What are you guys going to do? do? M is going to be I'll celebrating. She is going to thank the COVID <laughs> gods that that football has been canceled for 2020. John, Brad, and I, I don't know what we're going to do. Gonna Fantasy do. football, Saturday, Thursday. Change. Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday, Saturday, Monday. Sunday, Monday. Five days out of your week. New plans. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. We're going to have to start bowling, I think. I know. There we go. With math. Yes, yeah. with masks. So, I mean, of course, this podcast is more on a relationship and kind of how, you know, we try to talk about our marriage specifically with M and I. And obviously sports is big in your guys' life, clearly, and how everything was going with your kids. And I think our trajectory sports is going to be, I think, a priority as well in our family um, once our kids get a little bit older. But talk to us a little bit about how it affected you guys as your personal relationship with the sports growing up in a positive and I won't say negative light, but the the pros and cons that's kind of affected with you guys. Since, of course, being married now, what, 18 years? Yeah. I don't know anybody who can be married probably more than one or two years without having quite a few ups and downs and some good moments and some not-so-good moments. But talk to us a little bit about how it's really affected you guys personally and how it's made you either grow apart, grow together, and how you kind of gotten through those ebbs and flows a little bit. Yeah, there certainly have been ups and flows. 18 years of marriage, there there's a lot of trials that you go through to make it pass. So, Brad, cheers to you for putting up with me for 18 years because I know I don't make it always easy. But, um, but you know what we do with sports that brings us right back in, even if Brad and I maybe are at odds in the morning and we go to a tournament or a football game and our kids do something great or even something bad, you know, if there's an error or if there's a touchdown. Right. We celebrate. Like, we just we we just uh, found out last week Lily was named All-Conference. And what's the first thing we did, Brad? Cried. We, we yeah. teared up and we hugged. Because you're yeah. so proud yeah. of her on that one, which then... Lily hits a home run. We hug. We high-five. We look... We give each other this look like, wow. You know, yeah. these are... These are... This is something we made. We made you know, right. we made this. Yeah. Good. And she's great, or he's great, and they're excelling. So we celebrate that together, and we celebrate as an accomplishment of ours and Absolutely. obviously of theirs. 
Yeah. We try not to, you know, live vicariously through them with sports, but we celebrate it. We celebrate it as a family. I walked in when we found out about Lily's All Conference Award. I went in and I woke Cooper up and I said, "Hey, Coop, I gotta tell you." And he's like, "That's awesome." You know, when we when when we're at a football game and I tell Lily the score, or vice versa, if we're at a softball game and I tell Cooper the score, they celebrate each other too. You know, the kids do, and so that has been something that just brings us so much joy. And that's one thing. Um, we have friends in our neighborhood who their kids are younger. They never understood it, right, Brad? You can you you tell tell the story about our 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 friends. You know, five, six, we, seven years ago, we moved into a neighborhood where we were literally the seventh house in the neighborhood, and there were two or three of the other houses were were uh, couples, great people. They had uh, kids that were three, four, five years younger than our kids, but every weekend and probably throughout the week, we would. It would move around to somebody else's house. We'd get together, and we'd just all have a good time together. For some reason, in the garage was the, the way to do it. Everybody had, except for us, had TVs and bars and, and, and everything in so the garage. It was great. Sunday but, fun uh, day. Co- it was a lot of cocktails. fun. Um, but, you know, our kids were going all the time, so we'd miss some of those things, and we would get a little bit, come on, you guys. I mean, We were tired. Is, we'd come home from yeah. seven softball games right. on a weekend. And we were tired, and we'd be like, oh, sorry, guys, we're exhausted. We're going to bed. And they're like, come on, you guys. What's so tired? What's so hard about watching your kids play sports? Uh, like, well, let me tell you. It's the emotion that goes yeah. into it. You know, yeah. the joys and the ups and the downs. And now a they're few, older. Now their kids are older. A few months ago, I'm sitting in Wells Fargo Arena watching a state basketball game and happened to come across our friends from our neighborhood, and I sat with them and – and uh, and uh, and she leaned over to me. She was sitting behind me and said, hey, you know, our kids are, of course, we were talking about their kids, but we really get it now. What you guys were going through is that, get it. is that, uh, is that, uh, and they have some, their kids are great athletes right now. And so, and, and, uh, and so they really ex- are experiencing something that we love, you know, and it's just like, and so it begins. Enjoy it. Is it, go- it goes quick. John and Em, there is nothing better than celebrating your kids successes and even failures in sports i mean watching them work towards a goal mm-hmm. it's a great thing it it has it's taught sports has taught our kids so much right it's right. taught our kids about responsibility mm-hmm. about being a good teammate um supporting one another persevering through their highs and lows particularly with lily's back injury even um, it's given us so many lessons, and for us to celebrate through that has, I mean, honestly, the first thing I want to do when the kids have a success or a failure in sports is just go hug Brad because it's, like I said, it's something that we we created them, we've raised them, we celebrate these highs and lows. And and you celebrate them, but it is something that it's, it's your guys' – you're better. still responsible for your children. It's and it feels the same ones. when they're seven as it does when they're, when they're 17. 17. Yeah. Lily was just in the state tournament, and boy, was that fun. Yep. But boy, that first tournament we played in Kansas That's City, boy, was that fun. <laughs> Her first you know, home run when she was 10 or 11 years old, boy, was that fun. I mean, Cooper's first touchdown, which uh, I, did, I was not there for. Um, but I got good picks, and you know, for, you know, that stuff, boy... It's just the best, you guys. And it's you the can't best. be there. You can't be there for all. No, that's 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 another thing. You you try to be there for what you can, but I, and I know my kids 
our kids really appreciate the the time that Brad and I do put into them, but mm-hmm. they, they understand if we can't be there. They know that there's two kids in our family and we got to split time and, but there's nothing better. Yeah. That's great. Well, I would say I got one about one last question. Go what would be the one piece of advice if you can give one thing for us personally in the situation where we got young kids or anybody out there who's got young kids that'll eventually be getting into the world of sports or even maybe not even the world of sports because there's still so many other things life. music life just yeah, activities life. that activities, they do i mean right? dance anything like that can be but what's the really one piece of advice that you could give us anybody on how to kind of do it okay i got one and then i think brad's got one mine is you're gonna it's natural to put some pressure on them right mm-hmm. you experienced that growing up yep right Pressure from your parents to... To excel. To excel. Mm -hmm. I think it's important, and not necessarily... John, don't you always be the one that's pushing, and you don't always need to be the cheerleader. One of you does, though. Don't both of you put the pressure. Don't both of you need to be cheerleaders, okay? But, M, sometimes you be the pressure, and, John, sometimes you be the cheerleader. Switch it up so that there's no resentment from your kids on, I don't want Dad at my game because he's going to come down on me. Sure. Don't ever, after a game or a tournament, get in the car and just negative, negative, negative. Mm -hmm. Celebrate their successes as much as their failures. Don't be hard on them because that's going to make them turn on you, turn on, sour their experience, and, you know, have have resentment about it. So I think Brad and I did a pretty good job of that. You know, we, we give it time. We first tell them, hey, great game. That was a bummer on that whatever happened on that play but you know we we try to make them see things through and we hold them accountable but at the same time we're cheerleaders and we're never both down on on them at the same time Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's great advice not just for sports just Mm -hmm. in general life Mm -hmm. yeah yeah which that's a really cool thing too because i just thought about it here with you saying that and just using this lily as an example she was in state softball last week and unfortunately they did not play their best game and lost in the quarterfinals and it was interesting because I didn't get a chance to talk to you or Lily until about two days after the game. And so that was my first opportunity to talk to Lily and kind of say, hey, bummer, real that kind of thing. And you mentioned to me, you said, we're over it already. Yeah. We're done with it. Yep. You said, yep, it was a bummer game. And literally within a day or next day, it's over. Let's keep moving forward, which I think is a great, great thing to not hang on those wins so much, but also yeah. not to hang on those losses so much yeah. as well. I, You know, Nicole really said how I felt as well. I mean, it's important how you – how you uh, talk to your kids after a game and that sort of thing. One thing I really am glad, I just, I would drive them there and back as much as I could. And I really enjoyed those rides in the car with the kids before and after. It's really a time to, to really, you know, you've got them. I mean, you've got them. Yeah, Lily's 16 now, or 17. She drives herself to practice to and we kind of miss it. Yeah, yeah a lot. But boy, did we spend a lot of time driving so, to practice. So at that time, you're probably not so much realizing Whoa. gosh, I'm taking them all over we, the place. We, we're but. fortunate we had people tell us how important it was. Enjoy it. Yeah, really enjoy it. Even we, though those those things that you feel like are kind of a burden on you, or uh, but they're going to they're gonna be gone. And when they are gone, you're really going to oh, miss boy. it. So just enjoy that time you have with them, even if it's just in the car for a half hour. Hey, yeah. that said, Brad, do you remember – when we would have a weekend off and we'd be like, oh my gosh, what do we, we do? have a weekend do do? off. What do we do? 
And what did we sometimes do? We sometimes went and watched yeah. softball. Yeah. Yeah. We should hard. not have done that. Yeah. Okay? On your weekends off, do something it. else. Yeah. Enjoy enjoy doing something other than that in-season sport. Sure. Because there's more out there. Yeah. Don't forget it. Yeah. Don't become obsessed. Yeah. Don't realize that there is more in life than that in-season sport. Yeah. It's, which is hard to do because it's such a big it's focus. It's such a big focus. Yeah. But yeah. when you have that time off, take it. Mm-hmm. And if they can't make every tournament, if they can't make every practice, and and you know you got to follow the rules of the of the coach. Of you know, if coach, you miss right. a practice, you might have to set out a game or yep. you know whatever that rule is and be respectful of that. But but it's okay. It's okay. The world still goes round. Yeah, it does. I think we missed it. Lily missed. missed Lily missed. No, we didn't. We did not miss too many anything. Except for two years with Lily's back injury. Yep. You know what? Life went on. Life and went you know on. what? She's playing again. She's playing yeah. again, and life's still and pretty you know, good. Along right those now. lines, we were very fortunate that we had uh, we had a coach that, that, and we kept in touch. We communicated with her high school coach. She was very in touch with what was going on and everything. But she had, uh, Lily had took hitting lessons from her for, you know, three, four, five years, maybe more. And, 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 and she still... You know, she had that spot. As soon as Lily was uh, was healthy again, she was right back in the mix. Mm-hmm. Yep. She made varsity her first year back out of surgery because Carrie, you know, had experience with her. She yep. knew what a good player she was. Lily worked hard. She was a great teammate. Um, she had a starting spot this year. Um, I think Lily's best attribute uh, as a player really is she's such a good teammate. I'm so proud of her for that. So instill that in your kids, too. It's yeah. not about them. It's about right. the team. Yeah. Well, one thing that's that the kids, I think, they learn still from the parents on, you know, when they start realizing what the – how to build those relationships with yeah. those other people and start to understand, yeah. hey, there's people involved with this type of thing. They still look up to mom and dad for that aspect of it. Yeah. You know what? If our kid strikes out, we're cheering for the next batter. Yep. And our yeah. kids are doing that, that's too. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. That so. is so big, too. I mean, because you do. You spend so much time with other kids' parents. And you can you can tell when there are parents that really aren't there for, in the the big picture, and they're all they care about is their child, mm-hmm. and uh, spend time. And that makes it hard for the give rest of your them. energy to those parents who support your kids' successes and failures. Because in sports, and particularly in team sports, there are going to be people who are rooting against your kid. Mm-hmm. Don't give don't give in to that. Right. You know don't. Don't worry about it because it's yeah. going to happen, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Be Surround yourself with those people who are celebrating you as much as you're celebrating their kids. Yeah. And don't don't stress too much about what the judgment that's coming from sure. across the stands, right, from the other teams. Mm-hmm. Don't yep. give in to the negativity. Just have fun because, boy, did we have stress about it. And that is something big time that I have learned again. There are more important things. Yeah. Let it go. Right. Let that small stuff go. One of the most uh, enjoyable and proud moments is when, uh, is when another parent maybe will tell you what they think of your child as yeah. a person. Not to do with sports or anything like that, but, uh, uh, but that, that really is a proud moment when, when yeah. somebody says how much they enjoy your child, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's in a, you know, a two-hour car trip to Kansas City or just over at their house some night yeah. know, having tacos. Which yeah. we've had a lot of that from both both our kids. We have a lot of parents, which that, you know, I I, I love 
Lily's batting average some years or, you know, right. how good she is yep. as a softball player. You know, Cooper scoring four touchdowns in one yep. game, that mm-hmm. was pretty exciting, pretty awesome. right? Yep. There's nothing I'm more proud of than hearing the parents say what a respectful yep. uh, kid they are. Um, hearing from a coach what a great teammate they are. You know, Lily has spent time, you know, working with some of the younger players on the varsity team. There was a girl who's a freshman who came in, very good, solid athlete. Lily kind of checked her, brought her in under her wing, and, you know, she was nervous, right? She's playing with these upperclassmen. She's nervous. Big opportunities. She's playing in the state tournament. Um, Lily really brought her in and made her feel like she was part of the team, and the parents have thanked us for that, you know. So that is something that we are beyond proud of our kids because – that's where Brad and I look like, hey, we made that we did too. Okay. You know? So yeah, we, yeah, we, we are so that. fortunate. We have um, kids that are playing with Lily that we just love. Yep. We love their parents. Um, I mean, it is a family. It is. It's a tight knit family. Now, it is so. a family. Well, it's huge because I, I feel because I didn't grow up in this world. I did not grow up in sports mm-hmm. like playing sports. I danced in high school, and that was like all that. That was all of my my brother played football for mm-hmm. maybe one, one year, year yeah. but he sat on the bench. So that was, we didn't have any of that. So that, this just makes me feel excited to get in there and for Ollie and Ellie to have that piece to not only for sports and to, to yeah. have the fun things, but it, the friendships. They, I feel like yes. they're, they're set up. Like for when they go to college, Heck yeah. you're set up yes. for that experience because you've already yeah. had the let the letdowns. You've already had some, you know how to navigate through that. When if you don't have that, it's kind of like you know what the what the heck? How do you get through this? More kind of leaning on other people to get you through. But now you have a community. It is a community. It's definitely yeah. a community. Yeah. You know, it takes a village, and it's true. Yeah. And you know, it, like you said. It's not just sports. Cooper was in show yeah. choir, mm-hmm. you know, right. for a couple of years. And we had the same feeling about that, watching him, yeah. you know, in show choir. And you you power through the tough times and you celebrate the good times and the pride that you have in watching your kids. Right. You guys, honestly, like, I cannot wait. When Molly shares... You know what's going on with Brie and Tessa. I feel that. I just right. feel it yep. because, yeah. and I'll feel the same with Ellie and Ollie. It just it shines out of you when you are watching your kids. Yep. It's just, just there's no greater it. joy. It's yeah. great. Well, awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our our yeah. talk. So thanks, guys, for joining us. That thanks was so fun. Us. Thank you. And we end every, every episode with a high five. But we are going to do a different high five because we, we got. Do all four? Well, heck, or we're going to do. Should we, we do all yeah. individual ones, or are we going to oh, do all? Yeah, together? let's just slap all around. Just slap okay. all around when, there. When, so like, this is a <laughs> gotta go there, something like that. But now let's do some real ones. Okay. Now right real ones there. We'll give high everybody yeah, all high fives around. So. Well, awesome. Well, thanks so much, guys, for joining us, and we hope you guys enjoyed this first episode where we've had an interview yeah. or anything on there but we're gonna look out for some more we're gonna be trying to get some more periodically but anyway you guys have a good one hope Thanks you got something you guys. Out of this. bye y'all bye, we'll see you. bye.